for the most part, once it kind of comes, um, lands in my lap, then it's mostly just, it kind of boils back to that. Can I sing this and make people believe it? This is Measured Voices, Episode 12. I'm Walt Huntsman. Ahead, I sit down with Joel Rotley, Wade Houston, and Dusty Lee from Dusty Lee and the Claim Jumpers. The four of us talk about the fluid nature of the band's approach to songwriting, what they look for in other people's songs, the band's work ethic, and the role of the jitterbug in helping shape the band's musical influences. But first, we start with a look at the band's beginnings. So I want to start out by talking about the the band name, the Claim Jumpers. It kind of has a an old west kind of feel. Yeah. Was how did that come about, and how did the band come about? Ooh, that's like and, two different and, stories. Yeah, and, that's two different. Well, why don't you can take one story, and the, one the of you easier, can take the other. The story. easier one's probably the name, and then we could talk about where the band came from. Yeah, yeah. The name is uh, the name is kind of a uh, derivative of uh, Idaho. It's a uh, it has to do with the history around here. Um, we took it from that, and we we were kind of trying to think of of ways that we could incorporate that into into the band. So claim jumping with uh, the mining history around here. Um, so we just kind of took a bunch of ideas, and that's what it came out it came out as. So. Not a name that would work in Nebraska, <laughs> right? Right. It was it was one that everybody in the band could liked at least a little bit, exactly. You know, and, and we wanted something somewhat unique and. I always liked the Dusty Lee and I always liked bands that were so and so and you know Allison Krauss and Union Station. That it came down thing. to free beer so. or the claim jumpers. <laughs> 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 so yeah, Dusty, you want to you want to give the uh, the history of where we came? Yeah. From? So um, when we all used to be, most of us used to be active duty military. Um, so the band actually originated in North Carolina. We kind of got together with some people that Wade um, was stationed with um, just as a, hey, I can play this. Hey, my wife can sing this. Um, I've always kind of been a, a closet singer, holed up in my little studio singing by myself. Um, I had horrible, horrible stage fright since I was a kid. <laughs> so um, Wade had kind of worked on a few songs and then invited everybody over for a get together. <laughs> which ended up being a band intervention. <laughs> so we all started kind of playing together and then word got out that we were actually pretty decent. So we had some Coast Guard members um, contact us and want to play for backyard barbecues. And then it kind of just took off from there more so and quicker than we anticipated. Um, we found Joel and our uh, drummer, Rick, um, he's not here, but, um, and then our original two guitar players, Aaron and Chris, and we did that for almost three years. And then, um, everybody kind of retired and we got out and kind of moved around. And so we, Idaho's home for Wade and I, so we moved back here and then, um, we were home for about, I don't know, six months, kind of missed the band Before thing. started getting the itch. <laughs> yeah. So we thought, well, we'll kind of see what we can put together. And um, we had auditioned a couple of people. And um, I'm – maybe I'm the pusher. <laughs> so Joel, um, he, he basically – everybody in the band's kind of family now. So um, I kept kind of sort of kidding, like, hey, if you moved to Idaho, you know, we could have a band again. <laughs> and ha, ha, ha. And then it kind of just – got down to please, please just move to Idaho so that we can have a band again <laughs> and they did well, we had we had come out for a couple fourth of July gigs mm -hmm. so I got to see Idaho and I actually really liked it um, and so it was like just finding a, 
a job out here where I, that would let me up and leave. Yep. Uh, but I love it. I may here. have helped with that too. Right. <laughs> and then we found Mark and that was just, he did our sound for us. Um, the first year that we played for the Crouch 4th of July. And uh, I kind of gave him a list of like, hey, on this song, make me sound like Stevie Nicks. And on this song, make me sound like this person. And he nailed it. And then <laughs> I pretty much told Wade, tell him he's in the band and he doesn't get a choice. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so we brought him into the into the mix. <laughs> I think maybe I need a sound person like that and make me sound like Joe Cocker. Or hey, there you, there you go. <laughs> you can sound like anybody. Sound like Joe Cocker. <laughs> right. Well, I can re- I can relate to the uh, closet singer. I was the shower singer for a number of years. So. <laughs> uh, now, on on your website, you uh, you bill yourselves at least in part as as a country and, mm-hmm. and rock band. Mm-hmm. Did you all grow up listening to country music then? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I grew up uh, listening to you know old classic country, um, like way back um, classic country, like Hank Snow. Jimmy Rogers, yeah, that type okay. of stuff, you know, and then all the way up to, you know, Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson, all the, all the regular outlaw names, you know. Um, but I also listened to, uh, to, you know, CCR and that type of stuff as well. Um, it wasn't until I, I married Dusty <laughs> that, um, you know, I started getting into a lot more of like, of, you know, her influences and, you know, that's like Fleetwood Mac and, uh, Joe Cocker. Bob Seger. <laughs> Bob Seger. John Cougar. I grew up listening to a little bit of everything. My parents had a very eclectic taste in music. So if they could, my dad said if he could jitterbug to it, he was golden. <laughs> so I, I grew up listening to everything. But I think the stuff that kind of stuck with me was more of the the Stevie Nicks, of course. She's my idol. But um, that type of stuff. And country, too. I mean, I grew up listening to, you know. The Tammy Wynettes and the Loretta Lynns and the Judds. Oh, yeah, the Judds were a huge influence <laughs> well, for me. And, and you mentioned CCR, and, mm-hmm. and if you listen closely, there's certainly a, a country influence in a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff oh, yeah. they do yeah. for sure as well. So um, let's talk about the songwriting process. I know, uh, <laughs> Wade, you said that you and Joel do most of the songwriting. Yes. Uh, I help. First, <laughs> and, 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 we, and we will get to that. Uh, actually, that is that is a question there. Uh, but first, I want to talk about how how that collaboration process works between the two of you, and then and then once you two have something that you think is pretty good already, you right. know, the, yeah. to be considered. How does it work once you bring right. the whole band into the into the uh, mix? It's definitely a process. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. I mean, we've 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 tried writing several different ways and it always comes out um, it always has a different result you know um we've tried uh, i'll write a song um send the the entire lyrics to to joel um and then he'll take it and and basically make take it from a a poem or i guess uh, for lack of better words you know Mm -hmm. um and make it into a song he's he's a magician at structure and Mm -hmm. and actual um putting it to to music Mm -hmm. so um and saying let's do it in this key um i mean he's a nashville number system magician as well so 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 do you focus primarily on the lyric side of it Mm -hmm. i do yeah and does that come first or so we've done it it kind of a couple ways like um a lot of the times i might have a a chord structure or something that sounds Mm -hmm. good but my where I definitely kind of lack is in in the lyrics, like trying to come up with something that you know means something. And so I, I usually will reach out 
to wade. Like, and it's like, if you, you can give me whatever, it doesn't have to make sense, you know, just give me something to work with and, and then we'll try to turn, you know, I'll try to cut it up and, and turn it into something that fits, you know, and, and try to make sure the amount of syllables and different lines match and try to rhyme and all, all that kind of fun stuff. And, and once we get it to where we think it's awesome, then we give it to Dusty and she says, no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, this it, is way too high. This is way too low for me. One it the, really you know. does vary in the sense that one of the things that my dad always said when I when I grew up singing was, can you make people believe it? Like, can mm, yeah. you if you're singing a sad song, can you make people feel it in their soul? Mm. Like, and if you're singing a happy song, are you going to bring people to their feet? And that's always kind of stuck with me. So it's always come down to if they hand me something and I'm listening to it. Can I believe it? Right. And when I sing it, can I make other people believe it? And for the most part, like Mark is really good at this. There's parts of songs where I'm like, this just, this doesn't fit or it doesn't sound right. And he's like a lyric genius. He'll come up with, well, what if we phrased it like this? And I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Because, mm-hmm. you know, because I can't. And that's why they write and I sing. But <laughs> it's, it really does. It is a good collaboration of from this process to Joel to moving things around if they don't fit. And then and then when it all does come together and it's lyrically structure sound, then moving it in different keys. Because men writing songs is a little bit different than in key-wise, key structure-wise. Right. And we're learning. We're kind of figuring that out. They know that I sing very high and not very low. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it almost sounds like at least starting out that there's almost a little bit of a a Bernie Top and Elton John kind of feel, <laughs> and then you have the lyrics, which, and then you which come ones to, which? And, yeah. then you yeah. come, and then you come to Elton over here. Yeah, I'll, that's I'll, the music. I'll take that one. But then, <laughs> who does Mark get to be? <laughs> but then, so, do do you um, record in essence almost like a demo, or a, mm-hmm. a, and then take it to Dusty? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely not one of those people where I can read the lyrics and and kind of go, oh yeah, we could sound like this. So. A lot of our new song um, practices are, Joel, sing this with me because I don't know what I'm doing. Right, yeah. I'll be the one. I have to learn it because I've heard it, you know, 6,000 times as I'm writing it. And um, and then I have to, you know, try to get Dusty to to um, be able to get that sink sunk into mm-hmm. her head. But, yeah, a lot of times it could be um, like I'll pull out my iPhone. You know, you hear this from countless musicians, right? Oh, something on I recorded on my iPhone or whatever. And I, but I'll do that. I'll record like a – verse or a chorus or something and shoot it to them and they'll go, oh yeah, that's that's great. And then we'll try to develop it mm-hmm. into s- it. something full from there. Mm-hmm. So. Sometimes all it takes is a spark. It's like, oh, I had this idea right. and I kind of have this concept, which I can come up with quite a few concepts mm-hmm. of songs that I want to, mm-hmm. to write about or elements that mean something to me or kind of the life that I've lived. Um, and it's nice to be able to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking and throw it their direction. And then they kind of go and they I mean, like I said, we're all kind of family. They all know me. I'm kind of an open book. So it's easy for them to go, oh, well, you know, we could do it like this because they know enough about kind of how we all came together and mm-hmm. how we live and so on. So it's it's nice to have that. It is a it is a good collaboration for sure. Well, as someone who writes lyrics and generates melodies up here, but doesn't really chord or write music. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I can kind of relate that's, to that challenge. That's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to get back to your part in the songwriting process, but first, the bossing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but first, I, I think this would be a good spot to plug in a song. So if, sure. if you've got a song that oh, sure. you want to talk about, that we can 
And we'll listen which to one, it. Which yeah. one you got there, uh, Wade? The first one that we, uh, the first song that we basically wrote for the for the this band is uh, "Behind the Whiskey," and um, this song I I kind of wrote lyrics to this song a long time ago, um, and I a couple years ago, I guess I I mm-hmm. should say, um, and I it's just been kind of sitting there, you know, sitting there on the shelf. And uh, I decided, you know, we, we decided we were going to start writing some original songs and, and uh, put together an album. And I sent this file to Joel. And, and uh, before, basically before I, you know, had any other thoughts about it, he had taken it and like created a, a masterpiece out of it. <laughs> Crea- he created the song out of it um, and made it something that I, you know, exactly basically what I was going for you know starting starting with so i it was almost like it fell exactly where it needed to so um and then um we gave it to dusty and um it 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 kind of resonated a little bit because uh and i know that there's a lot of we, we got a lot of response from whenever we released it first from a lot of um a lot of women could relate to it because um, it's it's really about a man who who drinks and uh, about his his significant other and saying you know um, I, I still love you because I know you're there behind all of this right. mess right you know okay. yep so if that ain't country <laughs> all right. All right. so we'll we'll uh, we'll listen to uh, behind the whiskey.
I want to go back to the songwriting process. And first I'll start with you guys and then I'll come to you, Dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that, and you talked a little bit about this, I think, but how, how does the song, how is that songwriting process different when you're really writing? In essence, you're writing for, for somebody else yeah. to do the song. Yeah, that's, that is tough <laughs> because I definitely, you know, I might have an idea and I'm like, but that, that sounds like I would be saying these words. Like I have to really think. And luckily, like Dusty was saying, we're we're pretty much family. Like I know, you know, enough about her that I could try to write lyrics or what you know, Wade definitely can write lyrics, um, where she'll be able to sing them and and it'll be pretty much, you know, what she's feeling, what she's thinking. Um, but it is it is tough and especially musically, um, you know, trying to write melodies that fit in her vocal range and that's something we're still kind of mm-hmm. figuring out um i don't but, exactly know what yeah. my vocal range is <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think other than maybe behind the whiskey that one i don't think we had to mess with at all a couple Not others really. that we're doing um we've had to bump up a step or or down a half step or something like that but um it's kind of just trial and error really so we've heard that you have to change the key a lot when when you're writing for dusty mm-hmm <laughs> As the vocalist, how how involved are you in the songwriting process, either in terms of the writing or in terms of trying to figure out how to to put your stamp on a song? Um, I think that kind of comes. I mean, generally speaking, some of it they they'll kind of share it with me in the beginning, but they both kind of like to have it at least the lyric part of it pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Um, I still get. I'll still say, oh, what if we changed it like this? Or Mm -hmm. I'll usually defer to Mark and be like, hey, I don't like the wording of this. You know, can we come up with something that's um, same kind of irony of of a sentence um, just to give it a little bit of um, kind of take away the monotony Mm -hmm. of some things, Mm -hmm. the way they're written. But um, for the most part, once it kind of comes, um, lands in my lap, then it's mostly just it kind of boils back to that. Can I sing this and make people believe it? Do I feel this? Is it something I can get behind? Um, and and how how can I sing it to make everybody kind of react to it? So Joel lays down like a basic demo track and says, you know, this is kind of what I'm thinking, you know, but kind of make it your own. So it does take me some time to kind of get comfortable with it and um, learn it to the point where I feel like. I'm not reading it from a sheet. Right. It's kind of second nature so that that way I can kind of figure out where to to put little nuances or different um, phrasing or, you know, mm-hmm. just that comfortability for me is kind of what it boils down to. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask about as part of that, then you, you talked about, well, can we say it this way? Maybe mm-hmm. or, But it sounds like in addition to getting the words down, part of the process for you is then figuring out the best way to do the phrasing and to deliver, to deliver it. Mm-hmm. Right. for sure. Yeah. Cause I think too, um, it's easy to kind of say the words, but I feel like for me, if, um, you kind of say them in a, in a way that kind of, I don't know how to put it exactly, but like strike somebody or make somebody think or, emotion. you know, <laughs> exactly. It's it, for me, it's kind of songs are all about emotion. Joel and I have talked about this multiple times in, um, the difference in how, he perceives a song and how I perceive a song. So when I'm listening to a new song, the first thing that I'm listening to is lyrics. Like, do they, do they somehow strike me when I'm listening to this song and he listens for melodies. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of nice to see that dynamic of meshing those together when we're all collaborating is, 
again, for me, it's I can sing a melody all day long, but are the words believable? And can I make somebody feel the pain that I feel or the joy that I feel when we put these songs together? Is that how, how do we draw people in? So that kind of brings me back to the songwriting again. When you guys write a song and you, you've kind of crafted it and you think it's relatively done, maybe. Uh, right, never done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you kind of envision one sort of mood or feel of mm-hmm. a song and then Dusty gets her hands on it. Have you had songs where that sort of changed for you? I was going to say, Adriana, one of the ones that we're kind of working on, um, which is still a little hush-hush because we haven't completed it yet, but I think out of all the songs that we have written, that one is the one that um, I'm most excited about. Um, But it kind of went from being um, the original part of it was more – it was a little bit slower and it was in a different melody. So it kind of changed the tone of it. And mm-hmm. then when we got together and we, we changed the melody lines a little bit and it's more upbeat and up tempo and um, it kind of changed the whole, it went from a little bit more, um, not really sad, but mm-hmm. to kind of just upbeat and happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a and, lot more happy now. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll always have the idea of like, we want this song to be joyful or uh, right. positive. And, that, and with that one, that's kind of what, what we were going for there. And, or we want it to be like an old country ballad or whatever. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of have a genre in mind, but you never know, you you know, where it's going to end up, you know, for, when you're done, you're like, wow, this is totally different than what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But, and it's just, you have to kind of go along for the ride. <laughs> and I've noticed too, like in the, the songwriting um, process, when it reaches, you know, from Wade's hands, a lot of our background and um, the things that we listened to growing up, you can tell. I mean, Wade will hand me a song and I'm like, oh, this is such a Tammy Wynette tear in my ear. <laughs> uh. Yep. And then I'm like, but I wonder if I could make it sound like Stevie, <laughs> you know? So it, it it is neat to see how the the way that you grew up kind of influences the way that you write the music. And especially for me, like most of the songs that – concepts and ideas that I have definitely stem from how I grew up and the lifestyle that I, you know, lived when I was a kid and the things that happened. And, you know, so it's, it's neat Mm -hmm. to see that kind of all evolve to what it is when it comes out. So it almost sounds like there's a little bit of a Frankenstein effect at work. Pretty much. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) Different pieces, piecing them together. Like Joel said, it's, it's a ride, you know, mm-hmm. you start with something and you, you never know what you're going to end up with at the end of it. We, we've, we've started stuff and it just completely changes by the end and it's not even the same song. Um, and we're not afraid to drop songs too. Like we've worked on one that we thought was going to be great. And the more we put into it, we we're like, no, nay, this right. is not going to work. We were ready so. to play that song too. We were ready to play that live and <laughs> the, pra- the, the rehearsal, like, the week yeah. before, we just, just decided no one wasn't feeling it. We had, we had better stuff. Yeah, you have to get behind it. So, <laughs> so on, on your webpage, you describe Dusty Lee and the Claim Jumpers as a wild ride. You mentioned Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash, which you mentioned earlier as well. Mm-hmm. And I suppose, at least especially with Waylon and perhaps with Johnny, I don't know that he was lumped quite as directly uh, with Outlaw Country, that a whole idea. So, for you guys. When you're trying to, to maintain that wild ride and, and, and sort of, I don't know, for lack of a better way of putting it, channel those, those types of, of performers, mm-hmm. what, do, uh, what do you look for uh, when you're picking and deciding songs? Can That's I sing it? That's a hard one. <laughs> Can you sing it? Um, like, I, I would say 
for me anyway, um, it just goes, I've, I've been singing the songs that I, that I've sing live with the band for forever since I was a little kid, you know? So, um, it, it's nothing for me to just, you know, sing a Johnny Cash song or a Waylon Jennings song. But, um, as far as picking those as they pertain to the, uh, image of the band or why we're going to play these songs to fit, you know, to fit an image, um, I would say that we're, we're we wouldn't bill ourselves as an, as an outlaw country band. Where that's mm-hmm. not who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we we play those songs. Uh, I, the outlaw movement was more about doing the 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 things that you want to do the way you want to do it, right. not about being um, a certain sound or a certain um, mm-hmm. image that way. Not you don't have to be a dirty cowboy to to be an outlaw in music. You Just know? not having somebody tell you how to do it and how to sing it, and that's kind of the. Style but that that, right. that whole sort of philosophy, though, mm-hmm. I I would guess would play into your decisions when it comes to picking songs and performing and them as well. And we also look at like where we're playing them and the crowd that we're playing them to. So one of the very first things that I kind of said whenever we first started was um, I don't want to be lumped as one single genre because I, I can – go into the studio and sing a tear in my beer song because I love that. But when I go out, that's not what I want to hear. I want to, you know, I want to have a good time. And so it's kind of, we like to keep that versatility between, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll literally go from a Waylon Jennings song to a Guns N' Roses song. You know, we'd like to make sure that we're kind of catering to an all encompassing crowd and not just, you know, one specific. And you definitely hear that with what we've written. And I mean, we mm-hmm. kind of did that on purpose. You know, we, we wanted a country ballad and, and then even, even an o- more country, older ballad style. But, but, um, then we've got more, you know, pop rock kind of thing mm-hmm. going on, more modern country. Um, it's kind of, it's all about the feels. Like yeah. If people like it, then. And, and to go along with the, the sound of the, I mean, you can call it outlaw country or whatever, but it's like, it, it has a lot to do with, chord structures mm-hmm. and like we kind of stick to somewhat quote unquote traditional um, chord structures. Cause it's like, I mean, I'm going to steal this from somebody, but I, I've heard music- musicians say that you have to be listenable, right? It's like, you sure. don't have to be virtuosos or have to write the most complicated thing. Mm-hmm. You just need to be enjoyable and you need to be listenable. And that's what we're really shooting for is like, don't overanalyze things. Don't try to it. write, right. just try to, write good songs and and our goal is to be the best band we can be like yeah, push ourselves that's mm-hmm. our whenever we we gig and wherever we like we just want to put on the best show we can and um we want people to walk yeah. away and enjoy it go wow you know they did this or can you believe they sang that or you know just entertainment is kind of where we kind right. of let the on. let the music do the talking right. Not, <laughs> right. speaking of which why don't we uh we hear another song then absolutely um so I guess we could say um, we could play "Lonely" all the time um, for you. That's a uh, it's one of the more classic country um, style that that uh, Wade wrote. <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely have. right up his alley. Um, yes, <laughs> this is another one that I that I wrote a long time ago, um, years ago, and I I basically dusted it off. You know, it's just a just a, a poem that I gave to Joel, and, and the same process happened with this one. Um, he he took worked it and worked his magic, <laughs> and um, the what came out was uh, was what you're gonna hear. It's a um, it's a slower country ballad. It's got some uh, 
steel guitar in there for you. And uh, when Dusty got a hold of this one, it was just, I don't know. It's what she does best. It is. It is. <laughs>
Sounds or seems to me like things have really been kind of ramping up for you guys at late, but of late. By the t- time this airs, you will have played the the Boise Music Festival, among other things, and then uh, and and then in September, you guys have got the Terrace Lakes Music Festival in Garden Valley and the Homegrown Idaho Country Music Festival in Caldwell. Talk a little bit about the ride because it sounds like you guys are still kind of you know, it, it, in one sense, still getting started a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so how has that, that ride kind of progressed for you guys? Um, well, last year was kind of our first full year of music here in the Valley. Um, and we, we played anything and everything we get our hands on basically. Um, I mean, we've, we've, we've tried to play everything. every venue. I mean, I, I've, I've made a lot of contacts in the last year, um, and, uh, actually, in the last maybe two or three years, I've made a lot of contacts. Um, and, you know, we've played big shows. We've played um, really small shows. Um, I mean, we play a lot out at um, the Double Diamond in New Plymouth, um, all the way to um, the, knit. Knitting the Knitting Factory here in Boise. Um, and we've played at the Knitting Factory a couple of times now mm-hmm. uh, with... with uh, other local bands here like the tumbleweeds and uh jensen buck mm-hmm. and um we've also played i mean any any small venue around we've, we've probably played it around here <laughs> um you know in the last uh last two years anyway last year and a half something mm-hmm. like that um but this summer i kind of concentrated more on getting us into festivals and um a lot of more uh a lot of a lot of gigs where we could showcase our original music um, and not have to play four hours um, a night, you know, at a, in a smoky bar or, or you know, because it, it wreaks havoc on vocals, you know. Oh, yeah. So if you want to keep your vocals crisp um, and we want to start doing, you know, recording and start doing original music, um, you know, getting us into these festivals where we only have to play 40 minutes or we only have to play uh, for even two hours, you know, that's, that's, that's doable. And, and you can keep your vocals intact. Um, Those are the most fun anyways. Cause you can just go out there and yeah. give it, you know, give it 110%. I can't believe I just said that, <laughs> but, but no, but it's, it is. Those are the most fun. It's like, you just go out there and crush as hard as you can, you know, for that mm-hmm. time. And, the, and those usually seem to be the shows that go over the, the best mm-hmm. um, we have the most but, fun yeah wade's he is our uh our booking Agent. guy so when you say we're ramping up that's all due to him for sure yeah. um but he's a we, pusher yeah he but, pushes um, people <laughs> you, you mentioned the 110 percent, which is one of those so cliches but, <laughs> but there's a reason the cliche is a cliche yeah, there's some truth in it so a lot of, and it's common a lot of people uh, so yeah we've got this well, business isn't for the week that's for uh, sure <laughs> Uh, it's a full-time job. Just and we all have full-time, full-time jobs. jobs. So and 
on yeah except for rick because he's retired lucky right you really have to though you really have to keep on on top of it um to you know make sure that our name stays out there Mm -hmm. um in everybody's mind you know because whenever a a venue owner or when even a fan i mean whenever they start thinking of local bands i want our name to be in their head you know um but we also want to be able to to be able not really back it up as another cliche but it's what we enjoy. We love playing music and we love seeing all the people. And the best thing is when they come to our show and they're singing one of our original songs. That was, that uh, was first awesome. First time that happened. That was great. Was, <laughs> it surprised all of us, uh, especially we Mark. We all stopped I think, playing. We were like. he pointed it out to everybody and we, we were playing behind the whiskey. And there was a, there was a, a lady up front just. Belting, belting the the song. And I was like, wow, she she knows every word. I know. Ready. I'm Bring still, her up. I'm still waiting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awesome. So, but just we, it's nice to to do the venues and and to be remembered and to be contacted and um to get to play these places that you know when we moved back I was like oh it'd be so awesome if we could you know one day I want to sing there you know I'm still holding out for the Opry. But, you know, it's nice to be able to, in Red Rocks, it's nice to be able to, you know, when they contact us for these other, you know, we, we love playing the local places, the smaller places too, because they've, they've all been good to us and, you know, they, they call us through the winter and we are so appreciative of that. Um, but it was nice this year kind of broadening our horizons and people contacting us to play these bigger venues, you know? So it's like, it's the knit. And it's on the phone. We, you right. know, we're all excited. The, the Boise Opry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what we call it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and in a market like this, I imagine there is a lot of juggling going on because it's it's tough, at least for a number of years anyway, for many performers to kind of get to the point where they don't have to juggle that nine to five. Oh yeah, I'm waiting for it. Okay. I'm ready. Well, how <laughs> should I say? I'm, that's right. I'm ready to go. That's. I mean, this is this is my passion for sure. So. If I could do it full time, I would. I'm I'm single. I've got no kids, so there's nothing. Yeah, he's got no mortgage responsibilities. Nothing holding me back. Like, calm down, Joel. (laughs) I don't want to live in a van yet. (laughs) So, right. We talked about the songwriting process earlier, and how and what role you kind of play when that song kind of comes to the band. The bossing. Uh, What about from an interpersonal aspect? What's it like being? The woman in in a band. Mm-hmm. Oh, you knew that question. Was <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Well, I like to be predictable. You know, um. Oh, well, how much can I say on a we're, podcast? We're no. decent people. Right? Oh, for sure. No, honestly, it's it's. I, I've never really looked at it like that. Um, because I think I think your question should be. <laughs> Directed to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. As the, no, what's it as like the being husband? in Dusty's band? <laughs> <laughs> That's such crap. That's not true. No, honestly, it. you know what's funny is when we first started putting the band back together in Idaho, I felt like the one consistent thing that I constantly said to the people that we were kind of, you know, auditioning, for lack of better words, um, was – it's raw and uncensored and you get what you get and I'm kind of an open book and you're either on board or you're not. But I'm not much of a – I don't sugarcoat a lot. Um, I'm a really nice person until I'm not and that's kind of <laughs> up on up to you. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm pretty much an open book. So everybody 
that has either been in our band before or is in our band now, again, it's it's family. Like I tell everybody, you're this is not a garage band. You're not gonna come and just, you know, practice a little bit and then go home and then <clears throat> that's it. Like you're gonna you're gonna be stuck with us. Poor Mark, he knows. <laughs> You know, I mean, we we really we spend so much time together that you have to like people, and I kind of understand the aspect of band chemistry now. I see why so many bands in the '80s and '70s, you know, fell apart in the '60s um, because you have to drugs really, are bad. yeah, drugs are bad. Um, sometimes really good, considering. Hello, Stevie Nicks. Um, <laughs> but I think that it, it boils down to I'm pretty I'm pretty easygoing. I mean. I would say. Yeah, I, I will say too about uh, the, the <laughs> chemistry thing though is, um, I mean, we get along pretty good. Like mm-hmm. we don't really have any issues that, you know, we're all family. Um, I tell people, don't be sensitive. Like if you bring me your song and because I admit I am not a good songwriter yet. I'm working on it. It's not something that I'm, I'm super good at. Um, but if you bring it to me and I... I'm not real fond of it. Don't don't get upset. Like don't and don't cry because <laughs> I don't know how to handle that. That was one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really, if 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 you're trying to um, go anywhere with a with a band with music, you, there's there's really no room for that. No. You know, it's open it, communication. It, it's if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. If we need yeah. to work on something, let's work right. on it. If a like, guitar part's lacking. Let's work on it. Let's right. say something about it and work on it and right. make it right. If if I'm doing something wrong, I would expect them to do the exact same thing, you know. Um, Although in the summertime when we're playing, I am not a summer person. <laughs> so there's been a few times where everybody in the band's been like, does Dusty need a Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> there are some upsides to being the singer, though, I will now that I'm thinking about it, as far as, you know. What time do I need to be at Soundcheck? Okay, I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> Whatever. No, that's, that's happened one time, and that was because we were outside, and it was 100 degrees, and I don't handle the heat very well to the point where I, I physically get sick. So I try to limit my exposure to the sun as much as possible. So I kind of – I tell my husband, if, the, if, the, if you're going to book them outside, then – I get to come later. <laughs> uh, we've, we've got a really good group of, of not just good people, but good musicians as mm-hmm. well. Um, whenever we talk about rehearsal or practice or anything like that, um, every one of us put in, puts in a lot of work, um, you know, on our own. And you really have to do that to make the songs to make it work good, to make it work. Um, mm-hmm. I know, you know, our, our drummer, I, I asked him if he wanted to come and he was actually, no, I'm, I'm practicing. So, <laughs> he so practices. He is a very lot. meticulous. Yeah. yeah, but he's retired, so he has a lot of time. On yeah, yes, he does. <laughs> but that way, you can show up at a rehearsal, and whenever you're putting together an original song, you know, uh, you can show up at rehearsal, and it's pretty close. Pretty close by the end of one Working rehearsal, out the kinks. you know, um, because they just put in so much work. So, well, following up on that a bit, you you mentioned that you're all juggling full-time jobs mm-hmm. and writing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And practicing how much how much how much time do you put in to the practice oh my gosh a lot a every lot. every minute that we're not at our jobs me anyway i can say this but um i'm i'm always thinking of a way to better the band what can i do um to to put us out there. Because he's a pusher. More. What can I, who can I contact to um, to get us on a, a radio station? Who can I contact to um, 
you know. It's true. At 10 o'clock at night, I'm trying to sleep and he's emailing. Bands. So, uh, <laughs> And we're very thankful for that because yes. nobody else wants to do it. So no, thankfully, Wade has got, he's got the, the people skills and Pusher the skills. will yes. to uh, to make it happen for us. Because there's, there's probably a lot of bands out there that are great, but mm-hmm. it's like you've got to. It's a lot of work. I don't think people realize how much work really goes into. I mean, and I'm sure every musician on this planet has said from time or, or one time or another, you know, it really is. I mean, it is a lot. You don't do it for the, <laughs> for the money. Right. <laughs> you don't. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. This question was not on my list initially, but in addition to the, the, the interpersonal dynamics, with the different band members, the challenge of being married and in a band <laughs> together. How, yes. do you, how do you work that out? Oh, uh, <laughs> or a do lot you? of cupcakes. <laughs> or do you? And a lot of, no, a lot of you coffee. know what? A lot, yeah, a lot of coffee. Um, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn that today? <laughs> no, it, um, you know, honestly, I have to say there, I'm very much a, I'm, I'm kind of a homebody. And again, it comes down to that stage fright thing. So, Wade, bless his heart, is a pusher, and he's he's kind of always pushed me to be more than just the closet singer and more than just, you know, the singing the songs and recording them in my studio. Um, so for that, I'm thankful most of the time. You, you, can't, you can't fit a lot of people in a closet. <laughs> exactly, and that's kind of the way I liked it. <laughs> but when it came down to, um, like last summer, we're finding that balance of – if you book one more gig, <laughs> you're gonna live I in the camper. Because <laughs> he and I, I totally get it from his perspective. Like we have been holding out for all these places that have, you know, they're now calling, and he's like, "I've done all this work. Please just." So now when he comes to me and he brings me a cup of coffee or a cupcake, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he just he holds it, he hands it to me, and then kind of backs away a little bit. On the, on the other hand, it's it's I guess a good thing that you have a camper that you could. That's right. <laughs> Right, yeah. It's, it's been right close outside. sometimes. No. <laughs> no, no. It's good. We, we have a lot of fun um, together. Um, I almost said we have a lot of fun together doing it, but that's not, <laughs> not part of the show. That's, that's another, another, that's another show. song title. <laughs> <laughs> Write that one down. This program now for mature audiences. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. No, we, we, we have Everybody a, worries about me. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have a, a lot of fun, so... The good news is, is at the end of the day, when we're practicing, there's sometimes where, especially if I'm tired, I am cranky. And I will say things that I'm sure I could probably find a nicer way to say them. <laughs> um, luckily, everybody in the band kind of just laughs and, you know, hands me a Snickers. But then <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, everybody goes home and I am appreciative yeah. for I, sure. I have to tell myself to shut it off um, right. a lot of times because I, I'm always, you know, 100% uh, you know, full speed, ahead. full speed. Always. ahead. Let's Always. do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> and I have to, you know, she'll tell me, you know, I'm, I'm tired. And yeah. so I, I'll just, but you know, I want her to check it, check out this song. Look at this. You know, how do you like these lyrics? You know, we've uh, deemed Sundays in our this. house are no band, and, uh, <laughs> no band, anything. You know, don't to talk to me about <laughs> songs. Don't talk about the band. Don't bring anything band related to me on Sunday. That is my day. <laughs> day of rest. <laughs> to, yeah, my one day of rest. <laughs> well, Joel, you kind of uh, hinted at this with the idea that there are a lot of great bands out there that mm-hmm. maybe a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. For sure. So having that business sense seems like 
it will stand you in good stead, I would think. Down yeah, as long as you yeah. stick with us. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I mean. We've made a lot of don't, really good don't friends. Take, don't take your lyrics to the highest bidder. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> We've definitely made a lot of friends um, in the in the course of the last couple of years. A lot of, we love to go watch local talent. And there really is a ton of artists here locally that, people don't know about and we love supporting them we love you know doing shows with them or we always you know we love to go watch them or you know we're we're constantly facebook or you know something because i just feel like the more i mean you can never have enough support and you can well, never and that's have enough. that's really what sort of gave rise to the whole idea of, of doing this podcast yeah is finding out just how much talent there is out sure. there that oh, yeah. there's that a lot people either don't know about or maybe they've forgotten about mm-hmm. it or they're just waiting to... They dis- don't have a pusher in their band. So. Waiting, waiting to discover. <laughs> now, we talked about gigging a little bit, and you mentioned that this year you're you're focusing on trying to get the band into some festivals and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, what's what's coming down the pike for you guys? Maybe looking at doing some recording, some more recording too, hopefully oh, yeah. trying to release some stuff. Yep. Uh, um, first, uh, we're going to start working on our album um, with some of these songs. Some of these songs will be on it. Uh, but we're starting some recording um, next Thursday, actually, with uh, Steve Fulton. I don't know if you know who. No. Right. Mm-hmm. So that would be, if I can do my math here, that would be the 28th of June. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Sounds right. Okay. Yeah, yep. that's our first So you will, you will have already been in the studio, probably, when this uh, yeah. ends, at least for the first few times. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We're excited about that. Nervous. Excited. But... It's different when you're in somebody else's studio, not your own. <laughs> so right. I can record in my pajamas with my coffee. <laughs> I don't think that they'll you like probably it. wear pajamas. I, I, haven't, I, I haven't been in his studio, but I hear he is a wizard. So yes, uh, for sure, he does great thing. things. Yeah. Yep. So the gigging, we're going to do try to do some recording. What beyond? Uh, what are your aspirations for your music? Say beyond the Treasure Valley, uh, where would you like to say you see yourselves in say three to five years? <laughs> the I think we all probably have different answers. <laughs> yeah, right. Tootsies. Um, I mean, the bluebird. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Um, well, she's she's naming a few of them. I, I mean, my aspirations are wherever it'll take us. You yeah, know, good uh, the the sky is the limit with it. I mean, if if we get opportunities that come that come up, I'm I'm not going to tell them no. You know, just right. because we live here in Idaho and we don't want to go anywhere else, you know, it, I I won't tell. I them might no. tell them no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I've I've I do have a lot of contacts, um, several actually in Nashville that I would like to explore that um, those options as well. Um, it's trying to get around everybody's work schedule, right? right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I could probably book a, a a short little tour in in the Nashville area if I. If, if we came, if we could all make if, it work. Yeah. If we could all make it work. Um, so those options are out there and that's kind of where, I mean, it's where I would like to go with it. I, I'd like to see our, our music, see, see where it goes, you know, see mm-hmm. where it'll take us. And like Joel keeps saying, you know, let the music do the talking. If, if it takes us places, then awesome. uh, we'll follow it. Yeah, definitely. So I've heard the Opry come up a couple of times. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess that's probably the dream gig, but. Uh, for me. Or the dream venue, perhaps, or maybe both. Uh, another one, th- if you had... Red Rocks. Okay, Red, uh, Red Rocks, okay. <laughs> I would love to play Red Rocks. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to play Red Rocks, too, but that's, I mean, I, I've we known since... Yeah, right. I've, I've known yeah. since I was little that it was Waylon Jennings' um, favorite mm-hmm. venue. And so I just always had in my head that it, that would be a cool spot to play. But, um, no, it, there's a, there's tons of places that there would really be... There really is. 
really, really cool to play. Um, I would love to play the Bluebird or Tootsies. Well, to be honest, wherever there's people, I'll play. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's I, true. You know, you that's true. Isn't that what they say? Go big or go home? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or bring snacks. You got to try. <laughs> bring snacks. Okay. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gig snacks after a gig. Best idea ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all about keeping a positive attitude and mm-hmm. keeping, uh, um, you know, knowing that everybody is dealing with their own thing and uh, trying to balance everybody's you know, personal lives and, and, uh, just keeping an open mind of, of that and then going, having fun when it's not fun anymore. It's time to pack it up and go home. Yeah. That's yeah. We're Dusty's dad. I don't know if you want you to tell him, but the Dusty's dad has a saying, um, to keep smiling, stay happy. It's on her arm. It's on her microphone. And, uh, we try to live by that. So anything I haven't covered that you guys, Think needs to be out there. Well, I guess you can play our uh, last song that we brought for you. Okay, we'll do that first. I want to thank you guys for for yeah, coming. Thank and, you and for having sitting us. Down and it's Dusty Lee and the Claim Jumpers. You can find them online at dustylee.com. Mm-hmm. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Reverb Nation. You guys are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We and are. I'll I'll have all those links in the show notes. Awesome. So thanks for sitting down with me. And why don't you tell us about the last song we're going to hear? Um, the, the title of the songs, uh, where we began, um, the well, we song, Joel brought these, the song to us. Um, we, we worked with a publishing company to, with this song, um, it was kind of a collaboration and, um, it kind of, uh, it kind of was something that I'll, I'll let Joel kind of explain yeah. it to you. I, I mean, I was drawn to it because of the vocal harmonies in it. It sounded very like Lady Antebellum to me, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of what, you know, just drew me to it and um so yeah so uh we've been playing it live we played it two or three shows so far mm-hmm. um but yeah just a good kind of um very modern sounding not even really country but kind of you know i, I think lady antebellum for sure but um yeah so it's called where we began yeah it's kind of a great follow-up to uh behind the whiskey it kind of has the same lyrics wise it kind of has the same feel to it uh, it's about a, a couple to, that uh, kind of grew apart. Kind of grew right. apart, and uh, some of the lyrics in it is, uh, you know, you lost you and we lost us, um, but let's get back to where we began. Right. And it's, uh, uh, I don't know, I think every couple goes through something like that, so it's kind of uh, something that resonates with a lot of people. So, yep, okay. it's believable.
Thanks to Joel Rodley, Wade Houston, and Dusty Lee of Dusty Lee and the Claim Jumpers. You'll find links to the band's website and social media pages, along with detailed show notes at measured-voices.blogspot.com. Next time out, music in conversation with Mountain Home's Corey James Grubb. Thanks for listening. I'm Walt Huntsman, and this has been Measured Voices. Measured Voices.